Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. sit with my best friend Tom. what's up buddy what's going on brother uh not a whole bunch we just got back from premier orlando and uh we had an awesome weekend there yeah and, and uh what's cool about uh that trip is that you know uh we achieved our mission which was dig deeper with our friends that we already have and make new friends and even in this podcast we're gonna we're gonna dig deeper with a friend and and have a new friend have as well, a new right? friend yeah 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 we gotta we gotta we gotta double up this time literally <laughs> literally a double up uh, that's funny um yeah so uh we were kidding before that that you know one of our guests today uh we met last year and now we always seem to be in the same room he's actually been on the podcast before in in, in, in a in a in a weird way when we did our um when we did our uh what do we call it our, our fundraiser the marathon yeah, yeah, the marathon that we did april of 2020 what year are we in 2021 we did a we did an 18 hour on air marathon and he came and joined us for an hour. And uh, not only that, but uh, gave out a great prize for the day, which was a, a couple sets of shears. Yeah, he was very generous. And uh, but, you know, he uh, there's so much more to his story. And uh, he brought his uh, his brother in his to better uh, his better half to uh, half, brother. Because uh, I I think their their story is going to be very similar, but yet you know, just like all brothers, there's always that kind of like brotherly love, right? Fight, just yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> so kind of like kind of get into their story, and and then we'll, we'll evolve it from there. But you know, ever since we met them, uh, at least Cole, we've always been a big fan. So yeah, yeah. there's no doubt, just a sweet, nice guy. And uh, like I said, we we end up in the room with him a lot, which which is pretty awesome. Should uh, should we get in? Let's do it. So on the podcast today, we have Paul and Cole Thompson, and um, they are the, the, the developers of El- Elevation Hair. Gosh, I couldn't get that out. Elevation Hair. I um, mean, they're going to uh, kind of tell us what that's all about. But before we get into what's that all about, I kind of want to get to know what, what they're all about. And, you know, how did uh, two brothers end up in the industry together? Yeah. Where did you guys grow up? Uh- I'll bring it in. So, so Paul and Cole Thompson. Paul's well, there for a second. I was like, hmm. I know. Like, we're, we're going. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Paul and Cole Thompson, welcome to your day off. Hi, guys. Thank you. So, hey, guys, yeah. where did you guys grow up? So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely take this. So, first of all, it's really good to see Paul on here. I know that it, um, you know, we're Zooming in, so I very rarely get to see him. And it's great to see you guys. Always a pleasure to bump into you. Um, mm-hmm. We grew up in in the north of England, so almost like between Manchester and Liverpool, which just so happens to be the two singular greatest musical cities on the planet, you know, if we're going to talk about that. But um, we had a really good upbringing, great parents, but the north of north of England. So um, are you guys like Liverpool fans or uh, uh, many U fans? Well, I'm being a her stylist, I'm very much on the fence. Because I could have a Liverpool fan in one minute and then a Manchester fan in the next. So I've got to be quite versatile. 
So a, li a little bit of a, yeah, you know, I float between the two, depending on which is the biggest tipper, the Manchester fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very versatile. Yeah, it's true. And for, for me, I'm just, um, I'm a big fan of greatness. So whoever's winning, that's who I'm supporting. That's that's where I like to you go. You both are sellouts. Yeah. <laughs> you both are selling out, man. And by the way, for a couple of British guys, you've got the greatest teeth I've ever seen. Oh, thank you. Yes, thanks for that. We, we do brush quite regularly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so how did you, um, how'd you guys get in the industry? Yeah, very random, really. Um, I mean, I always like to tell this story, but we're big, we're big into soccer, football, like big into it. Growing up, that's that's all we ever used to do every day. From you know, from morning till night, any opportunity we had, we'd be out playing playing soccer. And um, I mean, this is before the internet, so there was nothing else really for kids to do back then, right? Apart from getting into trouble and. And we just played soccer every single day. We, we absolutely loved it. So we always just presumed we were going to be soccer players. But nobody told us that you have to be pretty good to be a professional. No one told us that, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and plus, we, we kind of stopped growing at the age of about four and a half. So um, that didn't really help our situation either. Um, so we, we kind of went into to maybe um, thinking about working with sports teams. So we, we both signed up for a, for a course to do like sports science, which is diets and stretching and recovery but it just wasn't really for us I, I lasted a couple of hours Paul probably lasted a couple of weeks and um we, we basically needed a job we were 16 at the time and um because in England you graduate high school at 16 and uh, our parents were not having us doing absolutely nothing with our lives so the you know this is a polite version but they kind of were like you need to either go back to school or find a job and we we just fell into hairdressing we we back then you found um jobs in the local newspaper again pre-internet um if anyone out there remembers what a newspaper is um <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> wild there right but we, we looked in the local newspaper and just kind of called called jobs and one of them was a, for her salon and that was it really we just fell in love with it almost straight away it was the most random thing but once we were in it we we just loved it and we've been in it 20 plus years now how did, how did your parents react to it when you said hey you know we're gonna work at a salon and we want to be hairdressers well, I think, I think for them, they were just happy that we were doing something. They were just praying that we weren't going to be de degenerates, really. So they were like, yeah, let's, let's just go with this. That's perfect. And, 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 to, and to fill the story, you guys are twins, yeah? Yes. Yeah, yeah like when, um, when, when Paul jumped on uh, air first, I wasn't really sure who I was talking to or in which country I was because uh, Paul's uh, speaking from the UK right now. And Cole, you're in the US, yeah? So, yeah. so, so who got the job first? I got it. I started first um, and I was only in it maybe a month, a couple of months, maybe. Um, and it was kind of funny story that in England, you do apprenticeships, um, which is funny because that's kind of what our business is now, really kind of supporting that. And I remember um, in the salon I was working at, we had we had three apprentices and one of them phoned in sick. And um, I, I called Paul because I'd left my lunch at home because we, we were 16. We lived at home. My mom had made me sandwiches. So Paul brought my sandwiches to work and while he was there I'm like hey you need to help us out can you start sweeping some hair and he swept her and he never left he just stayed that was that's kind of how Paul got into it he just loved it as well straight away Paul did you ever get paid for sweeping up that floors no still to this day they owe me for that actually <laughs> reminding me to drop an invoice after this so I'll be doing that <laughs> there are you a couple of years of interest too oh without a doubt yeah don't, I'll let them know that without a doubt so yeah thanks for reminding me 
<laughs> so, so, so did you end up working for the same salon? Both you guys were there? Yes. Yeah, so we both did our apprenticeship scheme, which is two years in the UK. We did it together side by side pretty much. Um, and then obviously once we got into that, all our family members, they started with long hair and ended up with short. Everyone, even, you know, cats, dogs, <laughs> cousins, aunties, they, they all ended up with a Cole Thompson, Sassoon Bob kind of thing, everybody, no matter who it was. So, yeah, it, it was great. When Obviously, we've been in a football background. We had a lot of gents as well who wanted to come in as models. So we never really struggled with that. It was great. We loved it. It would be cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. That, his mother-in-law was the first one that we, when we were in hair school, we uh like, oh, we can do this easy bob on her. Well, it was kind of a little longer. But by the time we finished, it took us about four hours because like he'll do a section. I would do a section. Next thing you know, she had it way up, uh, up right just below the ear. She hasn't, she hasn't forgiven us since. Yeah. That's great. So, so how long have, have you guys known each other then? Because you guys seem like you go way back. We, we met in 1985. We, uh, we actually went to, um, to high school together. And then after high school. Um, yeah, we've been best friends since high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to hair school together. And, yeah, worked in salons together. And now we're in a suite together. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. Not quite that's twins, cool. but close enough. Yeah, it's as close as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so was there like was there like a lot of confusion and stuff like you guys coming up in the same salon? Like, like I mean, I don't know if tipping is a thing in the UK, but I mean, I can't imagine working in a salon and be like, oh, that guy over there. Well, maybe it wasn't that guy. Maybe it was that guy. Like, was there all kinds of confusion as far as clients go and working in the same salon? Yeah, a little bit. I remember little things like, um, you know, for example, Paul would do a consultation and like maybe he goes back to get her a coffee, and then I would walk through and speak to somebody else, and she'd be like are you not doing my hair? And, and we're like, no, like, that's my brother. So people would get quite confused. And then um, I, I, I've got to, I've got to tell you guys this, but one time I, I cut, and this girl, so Paul lives still in the UK. I live in the US. So every time I go back, this girl still haunts me and Paul. Um, I, this girl was going to a graduation and um, she wanted like a, a side fringe, like a swooping side bang type thing. And I'd never done one before. And, um, and I cut it so short. It was just, it was criminal. It was horrific. And I cut it so short and she was in tears. And, uh, and she left and told everyone in town, like, this guy's a maniac. So I was like, it was Paul. It wasn't me. And to this day, to this day, she still thinks it was Paul. And like, she walks past his shop and stirs in and gives him like the, you know, like daggers every single, like, is the worst. So I did blame him for a few bad situations. But in oh. my defense, uh, sorry to interrupt, in my defense, back in high school, uh, I got caught uh, smooching a lady at the, um, like, at the, the bike sheds, and I did blame Cole. So, you know, it's kind of one-all. <laughs> yeah, I did get in trouble for that. Yeah, yeah. I did get in trouble for that. Oh, man, oh, that yeah. is hilarious. Because you, you can, I mean, because you guys are twins, and like, What's your name? Oh, Cole. I'm Cole. <laughs> what? hey, what's your name? What do you want me for? Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. Are you looking for Cole? You're tipping. I'm uh, Cole. Here. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Did you ever steal a tip? <laughs> uh, again, tipping's not really a big sort of like culture in, in the UK, but I, I do I do think that um, we weren't really we've never really been like pranksters. So when when we went to to school in England you have to wear a uniform so even I think that's probably why it's definitely the way we dress all suited all the time is certainly from childhood trauma 
because um, <laughs> as four years old, you need to wear a shirt and tie and sweaters or blazers. So my mum and, and dad put us, I always used to wear a blue shirt and he used to wear a white shirt and our teacher would have it on the desk. Okay, Paul, white shirt, Cole, blue shirt. And we never fought to switch. switch. Like that's one of my biggest regrets in life. So you can tell I don't regret much. We never thought, let's play a prank today. So we missed an opportunity there for sure. It, what, what, well, well Cole, awesome. every time I see you, you're in a white shirt now. This is it. Right. Yeah, this is it. So you're, maybe, per- you're, you're impersonating Paul. Yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. <laughs> it was actually Paul wearing the shirt in Zion. <laughs> this and is that's it. why I didn't read the memo. Yeah. <laughs> it was Paul who was sweating through his three-piece suit. So that, that was him. That was not me. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. So how long, how long, how long have you guys been in the industry? It's going to be, I think this is probably a 20th, 21st year, something like that. So again, like we started, we're 37 now. We're earning our dirty laundry, which I don't know why I'm telling you this, but we're 37, but we got into it at 16, almost 17. So yeah, it's, it's like 20, 21 years, which is kind of crazy, really. It's been, it's been a hell of a ride, but it's, it's, it's the greatest industry. It's given us both so many amazing opportunities. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. Have you guys always been together in the industry or did you guys ever go your separate ways? Yeah, completely. Once we'd finished our apprenticeships, um, we, we went our separate ways in, in every area of, of kind of what we do. And, and I think that that's which we'll definitely get into it. I think that's sort of the key component to our business now is, is we, even though we came from a, a similar starting point, our careers went completely different opposite, opposite ways. I went, I got a job at Sassoon's and then got into heavily into education and teaching. And then Paul went down more like the business route and started a business, started a salon and went that way. So now we kind of cover all areas and elements um, with our business, which is great. Did you go to, were, were you, uh, um, were you at Sassoon's um, in the UK or in the US? It, it started in the UK originally. I was, I, I was with Sassoon's for Probably, I mean, like 12, 13 years, something like that. So I started in the UK, um, in Manchester, and then went to Liverpool, London. And then that's how I ended up in the US. They transferred me. There was an opening to become the creative director of the Boston Salon. So I moved there, and I was in Boston for almost a year. And then, um, and then they moved me to Santa Monica, where the school was. And then that's how I got into full-time education, um, it, at the cosmetology school, I, I would teach the cosmetology students and then also professionals who came for classes from, you know, one to, to five days. And that's kind of how I ended up. If you're if you're wondering, I'm legal. I'm American now. That's how I ended up in, in the U.S. Yeah, we just we just recently at Premiere, we met uh, DJ Muldoon for the first time. And uh, he's just just what what a sweet guy um, came up in the in the Sassoon world. What um what did you did you have any opportunities to uh, to meet Vidal? Uh, I met him briefly once in, in London. I was at the Academy and he kind of came through. He was retired by the time I got there mm-hmm. um, and he was living in the US. So he came to, to the UK sporadically. Um, so he came to the Academy once and kind of just met him from like a distance, just like kind of waved nervously. But And that was it. And then I remember when I just moved to the US was was the year that he, he passed away when the first year in, in the US. But you're right, DJ, for example, ph- phenomenal guy, amazing educator, that, that just a nice guy. And I love how um, how serious he takes what he does as well. And he's, he's unbelievable. 
And DJ is a guy that when I was in the UK and just moved over, I heard a lot about him. Everyone was like, oh, do you know DJ? And I'd only ever heard about him. Um, and then when I met him, he, he, he's great. Yeah, just a gracious, gracious guy. Paul, so when, when, you, when did you uh, open your first salon or start your first salon? It was, we're in our 12th year now. Uh, so in what, mid-20s. I know when Cole went over to the States, similar, what, what was that, about 11 years ago, Cole? How long have you been in the States? Yeah, 2012. Yeah, so the similar time I, I branched out and got my own salon. And I think that's the beautiful thing about it is we kind of cover, you know, a lot of the aspects of the industry now. And uh, we've got, uh, well, we had two salons over COVID to try and like, spread it out a little bit more safely. We've just come back down, back into the hub now. We've got 12 members of staff. Uh, had it, uh, yeah, 11, nearly 12 years and love it. Absolutely love it. You know, we work very, very closely with the graduation program, the apprenticeship scheme. Uh, and I love it. Just, you know, being able to implement my own ideas, uh, train the staff. It, it's, it's brilliant. Mm. Did, uh, did you miss Cole when he went to the States? Oh, well, uh, all jokes aside, I'd probably say that was the toughest day. You know, I've, I've had children. I obviously don't tell this to my wife or my kids. <laughs> but I would say that's probably the most, the, the toughest time, really, because growing up, we had this, we shared the, a mobile phone, cars, girlfriends, football boots, the whole lot. We shared so many things. So when he went, uh, it was probably the saddest day, but also I think maybe made us both as individuals a lot more. We kind of became separate people. And anyone we've met moving forward knew us as Cole and Paul rather than the Thompson twins. So a lot of times I felt that that made me as, as a business owner and a hairstylist, it made me grow and be a lot more independent, to be honest. That's, I actually have a client who has um, who has a set of twins, and she purposefully, one of them went to private school and one of them went to public school with the idea that they would find themselves, you mm-hmm. know, while they were while they were in high school. And, and to me, it sounds like she favored one over the other. <laughs> well, yeah, well, <laughs> social experiment. The, right. Well, the truth is, is that is that one of them did not want to go to public private school, you know. So so when when she wanted to go to the public school. She wanted to have the public school experience. So that's what, um, that's what they did. So, uh, and both of them, them are doing extremely well. Kind of like Paul saying that when Cole went to the States, it was like this weight dropped off his shoulders. <laughs> he didn't have to carry him anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Paul didn't have to carry Cole anymore. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's yeah, absolutely true. Learning curve, wasn't it really, Cole? I think mm-hmm. for so long, we was always just seen as the twins. You know, we used to get birthday cards to the twins and, that was it, you know, wherever we went, even at, at football, we used to get kind of judged at the same level all the time, regardless of our ability. And it's similar in the industry where, you know, us be able to branch out and become our own own persons has really helped us move forward and then and then really mesh together now for Elevation H. I think that um I think that I'm the only one in the room that uh remembers the eighties band called the Thompson Twins. But I I'm I'm glad, Paul, that you kind of threw that in there, man. That that was pretty good. I'm I'm gonna assume you guys aren't old enough to be the actual thompson twins well we have good moisturizers so don't be fooled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be funny that would be funny and, and i think the good thing is as well is <clears throat> talking about the, the the direction that paul went in i mean he obviously has salons and, and in the hair industry but has owns bars and nightclubs and the whole thing so in terms of like owning a business and structuring a business it again it becomes very very helpful for us as a company when we're working with our members that any, you know, setting up a company, forming a company, there's so many areas that we can help with. And I think 
especially if, if, if we stayed together and I lived there or we, we stayed like connected like that, I think, I truly think that it would have been harder to grow individually and we would have kind of just done things collectively and it was very safe. So I think even though it was one of the hardest things, it, it, it certainly was the best thing individually to, to kind of go our separate ways a little bit and it's helped us to grow tremendously. I feel with you know education purely you know, it's, it's about inspiration where I think growing a business and becoming possibly a mentor to you to your staff it works a lot on relationships doesn't it you know so I think that's a real key part part with Elevation H trying to get on schools or working with salons it ticks both boxes then for the education and the mentorship and also the relationship side of things as well it goes hand in hand. So kind of break down what is elevation hair and like if 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 I'm looking for if I'm looking for some kind of class like what what do you guys offer? So specifically we are um like a training and support company basically. So what we do we have two areas to to our business. We have um a school program and a salon program. So for example when it's specifically for the schools um, we're like an add-on service for Pivot Point or Milady. So we, we get students salon ready, not just um, state board ready. Um, so we work on like speed, suitability, consultation, all things that you're going to specifically be dealing with once you get behind the chair. Um, and what that looks like is um, it's all digital. So we have like an online, online university. I'm just getting a phone call from Raleigh, North Carolina. Are you guys calling me? Is that, is that where you guys are? You know, that's Dickman. It probably is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so we, we, um, we have like an online university. So when the students enroll in, into the um, cosmetology program, they, um, they'll go through our program. They get our online university. It's got quizzes, it's got questions, and it also comes with a full teacher training aspect to it as well. So what we found over the years is, Let's say if you you own a school and you hire a new educator, sometimes it takes a little bit of time to get them up to speed. Our program comes with full teacher training and support, so the teacher can get educated very, very quickly. Um, and then when it comes to the salons, it's like a full apprenticeship program. So the salon lets us know we want it to last three months, six months, nine months, 12 months. We're going to do one day a week training, one day a month. They tell us what they need. And then we, we send them a fully um, integrated curriculum that they just go through step by step and same it can come with teacher training, the, the, the full thing. So it's, it's, it's really, really cool. And we, we also have an element of it, especially with the salons, that we, we support the, the um, student so they graduate with an existing clientele. So they make money from like the jump rather than giving them all this amazing education. And then they sat there for 12 months twiddling the thumbs to try and grow a, 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 you know, um, a book. We, we kind of full service like that. And, and again, we, we touch base with our salons, whether it's weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever they want, it comes with full support, which is great. It's kind of amazing because I think like one of the biggest pain points in our industry is that transition time between like hair school and, and, you know, it's real live salon life, you know, um, that, that's been a big, that's been a pain point. And I know I've heard of, you know, 50 times at least or hundred times in my career, like somebody trying to fill that void, you know, and it sounds like that yeah. you guys have, uh, have, have put together a program that, that, that kind of fills that void. De definitely. And, and we, we currently work with schools and salons um, all over the world. So we're, we're mainly in the U S Canada, UK, Australia, people have been using our programs for, we've been in existence for almost seven years. So for, for six plus years, people have been using it, which is great. 
And what we found is, you know, traveling all over the world, you know, usually when we go in and do hands-on work sessions or work, work in a salon, usually we maybe go for dinner with the owner at night or whatever. And, and they start to say, oh, well, you know, I own the salon. I'm the busiest person in the shop. I want to take a vacation. But when I'm on vacation, I'm stressing out about my team. So that's a, that's a very common problem all over the world, that the busiest person in the shop is the owner. They worry about the toilets leaking. They worry about everything. So a program like ours allows the, the students to come in and it's very consistent that they, they know that they're going to work to a certain level. They know that they're going to be consistent. So it, it takes a lot of stress away from the owner. It's like, well, I've got all these clients and I've got to train these team and I've got to motivate them. So they just kind of hand them over to us and we take care of it for them, which is, which is awesome. So, so who, who's your audience? So like, like, meaning like who pays you guys? Is it normally like a, would it be like a salon owner or would it be like a, a person getting right out of school? Like, like who, who, who's your, who's your audience? Specifically it will be like the business owner. Um, so if, if we're talking specifically about salons, the, the salon will sign up. And again, it comes with, um, you know, we can help them with the business if they want, you know, we, we, we don't specifically do that, but that's an area we can help them with. We can send them social media um, content. We put them on our website. We go on their website, all that kind of stuff, but it would be, we'll speak to the business owner and then they bring the new hires, trainees, apprentices through our program. So every time they hire somebody, they just connect them with us and then we we enroll them onto our program and it goes from there when it comes to the schools same thing we'll work with the school owner and then with the education team and every time they have new enrollments say if it's like five students 20 students whatever it is they just kind of come onto our program and it's just like a a production line of, of graduating these students to be successful I mean, if you're a salon owner, that's genius because at least the consistency is there, you know, yeah. like, and, and everybody's using the same verbiage and the same kind of, uh, you can talk here. It's a little bit easier to talk. Well, I love the, the idea that you're speeding the process up. So, you know what I mean? You're, you're actually going to put, you're, you're going to be making more money a little quicker than, than you would if you just, you know, do the, 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 the norm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And what we found is, you know, let's say for example, you have an, a, a new hire, and sometimes you're going to get a rock star, right? And they just kill it. They know what they're doing. They're hungry. Maybe you get somebody who could potentially be a rock star, but they need just a little bit more love and care and a little bit more support. And maybe you've got somebody that is just, you know, it's not going to be a good fit. So we, we help support our, our people in all areas of that. We can help them find models. We help them, again, grow the business. We help them if they're going to do reviews to make sure that they're going to be successful. So we can help with all areas of the business, but if we narrow it right down, it's specifically training and support to help them be like killers behind the chair. How did you end up coming with, with coming up with this concept? Well, we went through it. As Paul was mentioning earlier, we went through it. In the UK, it's a very common thing that you'll do apprenticeships, but the issue usually is the school relies on the salon and the salon relies on the school. So sometimes it, unless the, the salon's very um, up-to-date with education, you kind of fall through the gaps a little bit. And then when I moved over to the US um, and it's much more of like the traditional school system where you do hours and again, listening to, to salon owners like, oh, they're coming out of school and sometimes they're great, sometimes they're not. There was just so many inconsistencies and this is globally. Um, so, uh, you know, we when I was at Sassoon specifically, I kept getting asked for, do you guys do anything like, you can help me with my team? And, and we kind of didn't really do anything like that. We'd come in and do a class you know, we come in and inspire people for two, three days, but the key is the in-between. 
you know, we can get people fired up to be like, oh my God, like I can't wait to do this haircut. But a couple of weeks, sometimes you kind of lose that fire. So it's like, what happens in the in-between? How do we make sure this every day is consistent? And that's that's how it developed. Also, Cole, uh, you know, I was I was living that, you know, annually. I was taking people on into the apprenticeship program. I was the busiest stylist as well because it was my own business. So that was predominantly, I just wanted to do numbers, you know, getting that money into the till for, for the business to grow. So there was a lot of pressure on me as a salon owner. So bringing people on as the apprenticeship and, and paying them, and then they left the, the college and I was losing money for maybe a year before they got going. So I was saying this to Cole, that, you know, I'm losing money and maybe they're losing the fire, the passion. So that's where we created it, especially the support in the salons, is to really take a salon owner under our wing and support them and help them grow their team so they're not losing money, they're not losing great staff. And then also, also it helps them, you know, kind of almost push that business side away from us to give it to Elevation H so they can concentrate on growing their own column, growing the business, and we take care of the support of the education side. So that's when I got involved a few years back to treat, really kind of take Elevation H to the next level for the, for the business owner. Mm-hmm. So Paul, how are, how, what are you guys doing differently to, cause like you said, I mean, that, that's, that's been a concern in the industry forever too, is like you, you train these people up and then they leave you either, you know, go to another salon or go to another, or go to a suite situation these days in the U S. Um, so what are you guys doing differently to be able to secure those people? I mean, obviously you can't secure all of them, but you know, what, what are you guys doing differently to, to kind of secure, um, these people that you coach up? So, yeah, I know, I know Paul will probably have, have an opinion on that as well. But what, what I've found is um, <clears throat> you, can, you can't stop people leaving. It's, it's whatever business you have in any industry, people come, people go. But um, we found that to, to gain loyal team members is, is on a couple of things. First thing is to feel part of something, to feel part of a culture, to feel supported. So if, if you're bringing everybody in from, from day one, and everybody's going through this like similar training program, this similar verbiage, they feel very, very supported and they feel part of this that, okay, well, Sally, who's been here five years, he's fully booked every single day. She went through this program so they can see a journey basically. So again, they feel feel part of this culture that's really easy and supported. And then the second thing for that as well, we work with all of the business owners that we, that are part of our program is, um, to make it very individual for, for the person, because we hear this term millennials a lot, right? So we do things where the, they'll do, and I suppose like an introduction to each student, and they'll say, okay, well, what's your ideal work week? What's your ideal salary? You know, what, where are your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? What are your goals? And we kind of document it all, and then we meet with them, and we formulate a plan for that individual and say, okay, well, if this is your salary, this is your ideal work week, this is how we're going to get there. So we help them set goals from day one to look what the next two, four, five years looks like. And I I think that the reason people leave is I'm not making them the amount of money that I want. I have to work Saturdays every single week and I've got kids I don't want to. So we, we, we figure out what the individual needs and then support them with inside their business, which is awesome. And, and again, people do leave, things happen, people meet, leave, move locations, but if they can see a clear goal and a progression and it supported them individually, the business owner wins, the individual wins. So that's kind of the approach we take. Do you ever, do you ever know like, well, this person's not really uh, suit out to, to, to be in this industry and, and do you have that discussion with the salon owner where they have to make a decision or 
Uh, I mean, because sometimes, you know, it, it can be tough, those conversations or, you know, you 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 develop relationships and, and things like that. I mean, these are tough conversations. I think what happens is Cole fires him and then blames it on Paul. That's, that's literally what, what happens, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry yeah. Paul said you have to go. Yeah, I'm like, look, I like you. I think you're great. I see a lot of potential. But Paul just... I'm sorry. Good cop, bad cop situation, isn't it, Norman, at all? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really good point because the truth is, like, everything is not for everybody, right? And, you know, we can, like, oh, well... You can, you can have your own business, you can be a millionaire, you can buy real estate, but everything's not for everybody. And it's the same when it comes to our industry. So it's so a similar thing. We have regular check-ins with the business owner. Truthfully, some businesses that we work with, we are in almost constant communication with. And some businesses, we, we literally give them the program and like, we've got this and they just run with it. So we can be as hands-on or hands-off. It comes with as much support as the business needs. But... Um, for the ones who are finding, okay, this person just might not necessarily get it. Same, we put we put systems in place, you know, and like, okay, well, you need to get three, four models a month. If you don't hit that, you you know, maybe we're going to have a warning, or you're going to need to graduate at this stage. And if that's not the case, so we can help ways to transition and move them on. And we've even has had some places where maybe they transition them into being the receptionist, right? Or maybe they transition them into a different area or a different role within the business. And again, sometimes thing, things happen and it's just not going to be a good fit, but we're, we're there to support in, in whatever area that they potentially need. And, and do you guys, I mean, you know, gear toward all aspects of the salon, like from, from, from the front desk to the, to the back? Yeah, we, we can focus on all areas. Again, the program and like the, the course and the university is specifically technical. So we're like a technical training company um, that covers cutting, coloring, consultation, all of that kind of stuff. And where I think we specialize is we specialize on, on speed. So our techniques, even though it's a lot of information and it's, it's quite technical, they're so quick and easy to use. So you, you could watch a video once, you could read a page of our book once and be like, okay, I know how to do this and I know why I'm doing it and I know why the results are a certain way. So and that for a business owner, speed is everything. How can we convert, you know, like information into dollars as quickly as possible? And that's where we specialize. But within that, again, when we're working with the business owner, if they need support, if they need help in a certain area, we can help with it. But what we specifically specialize in is the technical aspect to make sure that the, the students or the, the staff are going to be great behind the chair. Because we, we did a whole commercial about this. You know, for example, if you talk to any product company will bring people in and talk about, okay, this is how you recommend this shampoo. This is how you put this treatment on. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. But you get all of this information about talking about products and selling products, which is great and necessary. But if you're doing crappy haircuts and crappy colors, you can have nobody in your chair to sell that product to. So I think a lot of the time the technical training gets missed and we go straight into presuming that we're going to have people in our chair to sell to. So if you can, the product companies will make more money if we have more clients. So the technical aspect is so important, but I think sometimes gets overlooked, specifically when it comes to hair cutting. A lot of product companies focus on color and, and, and all of that, but cutting is, is so, so, so important. And obviously we do everything, but it's a huge area that I think gets overlooked. 
How did you like uh, having a having a Sassoon background and kind of building this curriculum? Like Sassoon was notorious for being like having tough like test outs and and that stuff. So how did you kind of like take that background and like I don't want to use the word simplify it, but but to be able to do it in like a in like a proficient way. Is that fair? Very fair, yeah, very very fair. And we we just we just simplified it. So a similar thing that like I came from a Sassoon background. Paul didn't necessarily go through the Sassoon thing. So I think probably what it was through my friends growing up, they, I had a nickname called, they used to call me bowl cuts because they just thought that I give everybody a bowl cut. So um, when I went to watch Paul work in, in the salon, when I went back to the UK, they were doing the most beautiful work, quick, simple. Everybody was happy. Everybody loved it. And I thought there's definitely sort of like a bridge here. So we just kind of sat down and spoke about, well, how do you approach this particular cut? How do you speak about it to your clients? So we just simplified what, what I was doing and then m- made what he was doing. And I suppose explained it in a really like in-between way. Um, and, and how we deliver all of our content is in three areas. We, we talk about how to do it, why to do it, and then what is it going to look like? And then if you don't want it to look like that, then don't do this, do, do the other thing. Um, and we all of our verbiage is very visual. So we teach all of our students rather than talking too much about like, OK, well, like we're going to graduate this in 45 degrees. A client's got no idea what the hell that means. Right. right. So we break everything down to very visual. So all of our terminology is terms that the client will understand. So, for example, some of our haircuts like like this one is short but feminine. This is short but edgy. This is a swing bob. Um, right this is something different but keep the length so we you know our students could say to the client well do you want it short and edgy or do you want it short but feminine right and the client will be like oh no I want it short and edgy okay we're going to go in this direction so we, we talk we, we bridge that gap from being taught to be an expert by an expert to how are you going to talk to your client about it and that's the key we don't want to confuse clients we want people to feel great about what they're doing so the client leaves happy and just as important, if not more important, we leave really happy as well. So that's what we do. And you're right, because too many of us have gone through, you know, uh, continuing education and we try to take what we've learned uh, and explain it to the client. They're like, they have no clue what you're talking about. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, just because it's hairdresser to hairdresser, you're great. But you, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to take it back and uh, use the same terminology and language and your clients want to get it. They don't. It's so true. And Paul told me this once he he was like, okay, let's say if you're going to do a color on a client's hair, you don't go to the client and say, okay, we're going to do, I don't color her. So I might ruin this. So if anyone's listening, don't kill me for this, but you're not going to do say to the client, let's do a two dash two on your hair today. You know, you're going to be like, let's do a beautiful chocolatey Brown. You kind of tell them the visual. Right. And a lot of the time when we're talking haircuts, we'll talk about layers or graduation and the client's like, what the hell? Like, well, I don't know what, is, right? <laughs> what does that mean? Right? Yeah, yeah. Where's the benefit? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, what you, that's crazy. Hey, Paul, who's a better haircutter? You or Cole? My favorite line when we both get asked this question is Cole gives the customer what he wants. And Paul gives the customer what they want. So I like to listen to them, get in their mind, give them something they can do every day. Cole's just, yeah, I'm going to do exactly what I want and you're going to love it no matter what because I'm Cole. <laughs> I've seen both those hairdressers. It's funny because my brother's a hairdresser too. 
And when people ask me, you know, who's a better haircutter, you or your brother, I say me. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it. Right. <laughs> well, that's kind of what, long way around it, that's exactly what I was getting at. <laughs> <laughs> he was just a little polite. Yeah, you're, yeah. <laughs> I think what Paul's an absolute master at, and um, I just love this about him, he's a really great communicator with, with his clients. So usually when I go back home, it's usually around the holidays. And I remember maybe three or four years ago, um, he, Paul's clients love him. I remember he took me out, out um, the front of his house and he opened up the, the back door of his car and just boxes of chocolates fell out, right? And then he opened up his trunk and there was bottles of wine and, and all kinds of stuff. His clients just love him so much that they just bring him all these gifts. And he's just a master at communicating and making sure that everybody, no matter who you are, no matter how old you are, whatever background, everybody always leaves a conversation with Paul feeling great. And I just love that about him. And, and I think that that definitely translates through our, our like programs with, with the content. Again, it's friendly. It's nice. It's, it's not intimidating. It's usable. And I think that that's kind of the key that we, we try as much as we possibly can to, to, to try and capture that. No, but also with a customer doesn't necessarily know the difference between an, a great haircut and a world-class haircut. Technically, they don't. You know, what they do feel is how, how special they feel when they leave the salon floor or when the friends see them for the first time after that haircut. These kind of things of how you make that person feel is it's a relationship, isn't it, that we build. You know, a successful hairstylist sees these people time and time and time again. We're not going to be a hairstylist for very long if we only see them once. So it is, I really like to bring that, you know, the communication value into a consultation and the relationship that you build. It's a key aspect to our program because it's all about the relationship with the customer. Otherwise, we're, we're probably not going to be in the industry for, for much longer, really, if we're not taking that box. And within the program, you, um, you, do you try to teach this? Yeah, yeah. We, we have, early, and again, it comes with, with full teacher training. So again, we, we support the, because let's say usually in each salon, there's a, there's a um, I suppose like a, a point person that, that helps to support it and checks in with us. <clears throat> and it, it, it goes through everything with them. So it teaches them how to do a work session, how to deliver content and communicate and, mm, and how to feel yeah. confident, which, which is awesome. So that even really helps. A lot of the people who've used our program, they then go on to educate for whatever product company they use and stuff because it teaches them how to be an educator and how to present. Um, and then same when it comes to the student, we go through consultation, we go through communication, we talk about how to communicate with the people in the chair. So it goes from business owner to educator to student to client, just like seamlessly. So it's, it's, it we're big on like communication like that. That's, that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So you, you, so if a salon signs up for your, for, um, uh, elevation hair, is it, is it, is it a set program? Is it like, this is a four-year program. This is a five-year program or, or can you kind of like, can you kind of a la carte it as well? Yeah, it's fully bespoke. So especially both salon and school. So obviously in the U S there's different hourly requirements. So the school lets us know, okay, we've got like 300 hours to spend on cutting and coloring. And then we, we condense it down and we go through a full, we send them a curriculum that, okay, day one, teach this, day two, do this, day three. So then they don't need to think about anything. We just, we give them exactly step by step. So it's literally, we could just give it to them and, you know, and they're, they're good. When it comes for the salon, the salon owner tells us what they want. So again, some, some of our salons have a three month program. Some have a six month program. Some have a 12 month program, 18 months. It's whatever they want. 
and they tell us what they need and we we create it for them and and deliver it and then support which is really really cool i can't imagine how long it took you guys to put this together like when you were just talking about like all the curriculum there man my 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 i got a little uh, got a little shaky and my mind was a little blown by it at the same time like i just can't even imagine it took a while for sure i mean we, we our business has been operating now seven years um and we it took it took us probably about two and a half years before we even launched the company to put it all together and then uh we originally launched um with like a printed book um that we would ship to them and they would you know they'd fill out the questions and read the pages and and through covid was a perfect time we, we transitioned and we we have the printed book option for a few of our old school members but um most people now do fully digital. It's like an online university with quizzes and, and videos. It's, it's really, really cool. So you do it through like an app-based thing on your phone? You can, you can log in on your phone. You can log in on a laptop, whatever you want. You just literally, each person get, gets an individualized login. And, um, and again, it's not like a monthly subscription or anything. It's just like a one-time thing that then that student has it forever. Um, even when they finish with the program, they can keep logging in and rewatch the videos if they have any problems moving forward. They just log in and out as many times as they want and, and kind of go through. The curriculum takes them through step by step. And we even have people who've been in the industry 20 plus years who, who sign up, but they just kind of use it as a little bit of uh, inspiration just to check in. That's brilliant. And are you, 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 you guys recorded all the videos? Yeah. Yeah, we did all the videos. We're actually um, filming some more. Paul's coming out to the U.S. in in July, and we're going to film some more content for, for, for the online university as well, which is great. We're doing a speaking event for the AACS, the, the school um, in, in Vegas. So he's, he's coming out and we're, we're going to do that. And then we may as well film some stuff while he's here. That's great. That's brilliant, man. And when he goes, uh, when Cole goes back, Paul, uh, home for the holidays, do you guys, uh, does, is, his, is his dialect changing? Is it, Does he sound more American? <laughs> Are you... Yes, he he's so polished now. No matter what, you know, you know, when when he comes back for maybe a couple of days and a couple of whiskeys, you know, he slips straight back into like the northern English accent. But when he first lands, you know, he's putting luggage into the trunk and he's going to the gas station. And then by the time he leaves, he's throwing it in the boot and he's filling it up with petrol. So he's you know he gets there eventually. It's funny. I can imagine your parents being like. All right, because you guys grew up in, in suits and, and ties and, and, you know, really clean. And all of a sudden, here comes Cole, comes home. You're like, man, you're best ties in this, <laughs> the English language. What, what, are you, what are you saying? <laughs> it's so true. But all my friends think I'm so American now. It's, it's yeah. kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I think I've still got a, a pretty strong northern accent. But um, when, I, when I hear myself back, I'm like, oh, I think I'm getting a little American. I need to, I need to, I need to get more English out or else I think I might get divorced if I lose my accent. Right. <laughs> I've heard him correct himself a couple of times. Like, you know, even when he was talking about soccer and, and stuff, yeah. you know, so, you know, like soccer, I mean, uh, football, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah, so uh, what did what'd you boys think of Ted Lasso? Yeah. Oh, good. Loved yeah. it. I did sport a mustache for maybe a couple of days just on the back of Ted Lasso. I do love it. It's really good. It's a good show, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Love, yeah. So, so how can our listeners uh, learn more about Elevation Hair? Um, so, yeah. So, website, we, it's just www.elevationh.com. Um, 
Instagram, Elevation H. So we're, the com- com- name of the company is Elevation Hair, but we call it Elevation H. So the H stands for hair. We get asked that all the time. What does the H stand for? It stands for hair. You guys nailed it. So I appreciate that. So the website, www.elevationh.com. Instagram, same thing, just Elevation H. My Instagram, just underscore Cole, underscore Thompson. And then Paul will tell you his Instagram in a second as well. But um, for example, if you're a salon owner, you can go on our website and just literally just fill out a quick questionnaire and you can tell us everything that you're looking for. And then we just design it for you, which is awesome. It's really, really quick, quick um, to sign people up and get people integrated. So again, we're all about speed. We want people to be uh, the best, I suppose, like versions of themselves as quickly as possible. So that's how people can connect with us. And Paul, if you want to give you Instagram as well. Yep, of course, it's paul.thompson underscore, and I can't wait for you all to go follow me. (laughs) (laughs) We can't wait to find you there, I think the H is really, if you look at it, it's two T's sideways, right? Yes. Ah, I get it. Let's just say yes to that. That's exactly what it is. You're right. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for noticing that. Yeah, it's like the Thompson twins, right? Yeah. (laughs) I like this is great. I love that. Yeah, this I had no idea that you're right. Absolutely right. This yeah, is great. I know. Right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Guys, uh, Paul, Cole, thank you so much. Cole, I'm sure we'll see you on the road at some point because uh we, we always seem to be together. Go ahead. Yeah, before we sign up, is there anything else you guys want to uh shoot out there, talk about real quick before we wind it down? And I think we we covered it. We we love what you guys do. Like, thank you so much for having us on. It's we Hopefully you can tell we're extremely passionate about what we do and the, the salons and schools that we work with. And, um, and yeah, if anybody is interested um, in support and education for the team, whether it's a school or a salon, we absolutely would love to work with you and, um, and figure out how we can, can support you with your specific individual goals. Um, and, and that's it, really. We, we appreciate you guys so much. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, Cole. Uh, Mr. Cole and Mr. Paul Thompson, the Thompson Twins, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, share it with friends, give us a rating, and drop a review. To listen to all the latest podcasts, please subscribe from your favorite podcast outlet. And to stay connected on and off the show, you can follow us at Hairdistry on Instagram and all other social media platforms. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Peace and love.